Good morning and welcome to Ask the Expert, a daily series from 8.30 a.m. to 9 a.m. to help small businesses. Ask any questions in the comments or use the hashtag QBATE on Twitter. If you need any more advice, join the official Intuit QuickBooks SMB community group on Facebook. Accountants and business experts are on hand 24-7. During the live session today, we'll be running a poll, so please do engage with it, and I'll reveal the result at the end. So my name is Joanna Jensen, and I have some amazing news. Ask the Expert has been nominated for 37 awards. In the coming weeks, they have six award ceremonies, the first of which, the Drum Content Awards, is on later today. I think this level of recognition couldn't have happened without you, um, our wonderful viewers. So we'd love to invite you along to today's ceremony. The links for registration will be provided in the comments section alongside this live session. I, for one, am going to be there. These guys do an amazing job and help every single small business. So do make the time if you can. So, as I said, my name is Joanna Jensen, and I'm the founder and chairman of toiletries business Child's Farm. I set this business up in response to my own children's dry, sensitive skin. <clears throat> and in one of those mad moments, which I'm sure many of you have had before, I thought I could do a better job than the mainstream global pharmaceutical companies. Um, and it was that faith and belief in the ability we could do a fantastic job that meant that in 2019, Child's Farm became the largest supplier of baby and child toiletries in the UK. That's bigger than Johnson & Johnson. Bearing in mind we launched in 2014, it was an amazing feat, but we did something quite unusual at the time. We engaged with our consumers and it's that customer service and understanding what your consumer, who your consumer is, what they want and what they're looking for, I think differentiated us. I, of course, was looking for something that could help my children's specific skin needs, both of whom had very sensitive skin, and one had atopic eczema. So my need was quite great because, of course, I didn't want to use steroids on my children. And the reality was there were many others in the same boat as me, which grew our business. And I'm thrilled to say that um, it's gone from strength to strength, and we have distribution throughout the UK as well as in other countries internationally, particularly Australia, um, South Africa, and the Middle East. Um, in July of this year, we rather well, badly timed, um, launched an adult sensitive skincare range with Boots. Now, of course, Boots at the time were open, but footfall was very, very low. And even though it was against a backdrop of frustration and difficulty trying to get this new business off the ground, I look at our forecast and I look at we've achieved just shy of 20% less than we thought we would, and I'm thrilled to pieces. And what it's taught me through COVID is you can't expect the success that you've had in the past, but to get success against a difficult background means that you can achieve in any situation. So I take from that, you know, getting 80% of our forecast in a COVID year, and as we go into a second lockdown, I take great pride that we have, in fact, done a really good job um, and that anything is possible. But of course, I know that it hasn't been the same for anyone. Um, we're lucky, we're in the toiletries industry, people need to wash regardless. And um, for us as well, helping children and now adults with sensitive, dry skin, and even those people with eczema-prone skin 
to be happy in their skin, which is the watchword of our business, makes an enormous difference and people always need some form of help. But I know for others, it has been a tough old time, COVID, particularly if you're in the entertainment industry, hospitality has been particularly um, hideously hit. And when I think about the things that we've done as a business to help our staff, who are the people we put first in all of these situations, we thought it might be quite helpful to talk about some of the ways that you can deal with COVID and get above the situation. I mean, one of the things that we talk about a lot here is just getting away from your screen. Now we spend more time than ever in front of our screen. And, you know, if you were like me, you'd go home at the end of the evening and flick on the news or sort of watch a movie. Now it's sort of calls to Newcastle. You're sitting there and you're thinking, do I really want to watch a screen again? So it's been proven that the more time you spend away from your screen, the better it is for your mental health. So what I would encourage everyone to do and you to encourage all your staff to do is to take a step back from the screen, to walk away and to go and have a bit of a walk around, change your view, something a wee bit different, but give your eyes a rest. And it will make a substantial difference to sort of really how you feel. But how you feel, again, is incredibly important too. You need to acknowledge that sometimes you're going to have a bad day. I mean, I remember one Monday morning and I just got up and I just said, I just don't want to go to school today. I just, I just don't fancy it. And, and I had a long chat with my partner and I went and I felt a, a lot better just actually having had that conversation with Jonathan to say, I'm not feeling great. But the funny thing was I couldn't put my finger on it. And I think that's what a lot of us are feeling at the moment. This, there's something not quite right, but be conscious of it. There are people that you can talk to. There are organizations that are there to help. And also friends and family are a great relief. And I think people are much more understanding than they've ever been about this sort of unrecognizable feeling of just glum, of apathy. And I think, you know, what we all need to do absolutely is be conscious of this. Now, Another thing that I love, and we're very lucky, our office here is actually based just outside Basingstoke, but in beautiful countryside. The colour green is a great soother for all of us. And what, again, if you can, I mean, Japanese, the Japanese actually have a therapy, which is hugging trees. Now, it could sound completely bonkers, but, you know, standing next to a tree, standing underneath its branches, looking up into the sky, listening to the birds and breathing all the way through your body can give you immense calm. And yes, you might look a little bonkers if you're doing it in the middle of a public park. But again, I would suggest you give it a try. Having your feet rooted to the ground and to make yourself feeling very solid with the earth can give you a huge amount of confidence. And I know it can sound a bit potty, but it really does. It just grounds you and it gives you that ability to really sort of think and, and build on your day, which I think is so important. We've done something here in this second lockdown as well, which depending on your business, you may find helpful or not, is we've given everyone a duvet day. So we've given them a golden ticket, which is they can use at any time, obviously with a bit of common sense. 
but they can hand in this day and they can just take a day off. And it's been so well received because it's us acknowledging the fact that some days they just feel a bit down and they just don't want to do what they would do normally. They want to have a change of scene. You know, it may be they want to spend time with the children or it may be that they just literally do want to spend a day in bed. Um, it's something we found has been very, very well received. Um, we post out gifts to them, uh, usually a bottle of wine, but also chocolates for those people that are less inclined. But we try to keep their spirits up. Little books, little notes. I send cards to everyone just to remind them all that we're thinking of them. Because when I sometimes see some of our um, particularly women, um, it has to be said, who are working with small children around them that don't have any help. My heart goes out to them because my children are in their teens now and, you know, I can carry on without them and they're pretty self-sufficient, but little ones aren't. And again, if you've got mothers, fathers in your teams that have got little ones, just spare a thought for them. They're trying to do their job as well as they can, but actually... Sometimes they're being pushed from pillar to post. What we've also done here is for those people, we've offered to furlough them because they simply can't be a full-time parent and an employee at the same time. So to give them some respite um, so they know that they can take that time to be a parent really, really successfully. So I think that's, that's what we, we, we all need to think about one of the other things that we've introduced is a screen-free lunch. I mean, it is so easy, isn't it, to just nosh your food and catch up on your emails. Well, use that time to get out and about. The other thing we've also done is introduced online Pilates because, of course, we're all sitting here in the same position <laughs> the whole time. Um, you can find them in your local areas. It's incredibly reasonable, but it gives your body that stretch it needs um, I actually work from the office because someone has to, and I'm the nearest. And I have a city uppy, standy uppy desk, which is amazing. So there's so many things, and I hope some of these things that I've suggested are helpful. Um, I'm now going to go to some questions. And firstly, Nicole from Facebook. Hi, Nicole. Her question is a leadership question. I'm in my late 20s and lead a team of 12 people, some who are more experienced than I am. I find it very challenging at times as I feel I do not get the same respect as my other peers. How can I turn this around and win the confidence of the team? That's a wonderful question, Nicole. And I can sense you're in a bit of a quandary here. A great leader surrounds themselves with fantastic lieutenants and they should be able to help make you the decisions that you need to make. I think respect needs to be earned. And the way you can do that is through open communication with your peers, talking to them honestly, encouraging them, understanding how they like to be managed and sharing with them how you like to be managed. Something like insights can be hugely invaluable because um, there's a great book, Surrounded by Idiots, that talks about how some people are perceived to be quite stupid because they don't think like you. Well, people think differently. And understanding how your teams do think differently, and insights is a pretty relatively inexpensive way of doing this, will help you to understand how to get the best out of those team members. So give that a whirl, Nicole. Understand what it is that you can say, 
how you can work with your key leadership team to be able to get the best out of them and therefore make your world successful. Um, Harris from Facebook Messenger, due to the pandemic and current state of the economy, I've been postponing my plan to start my business and become my own boss. How do you build the confidence to take risks and something new in these challenging times? That's a brilliant question, Harris, and thank you. I think the reality is you have to have something that you truly believe in. And if you truly believe in something 100%, that's your confidence. If you don't necessarily believe in something, it's very difficult to then create belief around something which isn't authentic. So if you have an idea and you really feel with every pore of your being, it's the right thing for you to do, you should engender confidence from that. If you do the right research around what it is that you want to do, that will engender confidence. So use tools to, um, to check about what you're thinking, validate it. All of these little steps will give you the confidence you need to do to make the next step. I hope that helps, Harris. So, Mohammed from Twitter, morning. Uh, what are your thoughts on mentorship? Have you had a mentor in your life and what advice do you give to young and up-and-coming entrepreneurs? Um, so... I have had a number of mentors in my career, and you've got to be honest, you do outgrow them as your world changes. You need different people to help you at different steps, so be conscious of that. I now do mentor, and actually I work with Imperial College, and I work with brands directly to mentor them, and I find it incredibly fulfilling because what I can often do is something that took me six months to work out, I can tell them in six minutes. So I, I, I love to be in that position. And um, my advice to young and up and coming entrepreneurs is really very similar to what I just suggested to Harris there, is you've got to believe in what it is that you're doing, 100%, because if you don't believe in it, no one else will. And don't be under any illusion, it is enormously hard work. So if you think you're going to get your weekends off and have an evening free, believe you me, you're not. But the energy and effort that you put in there Keep it exciting and, and make sure that you're focused and anyone can do anything. And as Walt Disney once said, if you can dream it, you can do it. So dream big. So Rebecca from Instagram, what is your next and what is next on your to-do list for your world domination plan? Oh, Rebecca, uh, thank you for that. Well, I think with Pharmology just launched, we now need to roll that out and dominate the sensitive skincare market for adults. So plans are afoot to do that and um, watch this space. Um, all things being equal, we um, hope to be hitting the ground with a bang early next year. So do look out for that. Lois from Facebook Messenger. Hey, Joanna, you talked about word of mouth as a driver for business, business growth in the last show. Thank you for coming twice, Lois. Do you actively invest in getting your customers to talk about your product or does it happen organically? Um, do you know, that's, that is a brilliant question, Lois, because really we don't invest in people talking about our business. It's all grown organically. And that has always been our plan because authenticity is so important to us. The world has changed somewhat and there is an expectation now for influencers or brand ambassadors to be paid a certain amount of money. 
However, we are quite discerning. I see no value whatsoever in us hiring or getting an influencer who is doing it for the cash. We only work and we're doing around at the moment to find people who are totally aligned with us. We only work with people who genuinely believe in the product, but also believe in our ethics and values. And that includes wanting to use natural and organically sourced um, products, that sustainability is at the core of their expectations. We're very proud that our products are made of 100% ocean-bound plastic and everything is fully recyclable. Um, you know, we say that we don't want, you know, beauty journalists, well, not beauty journalists, but beauty influencers talking about us unless they genuinely believe in our products because otherwise we lose that authenticity and that is everything to us. So we work with people who believe in us as a brand and also believe in our values. So Umar from Twitter, have you made any major changes, tweaks to your business strategy during this pandemic period? What are the learnings, insights you've made these changes around? Um, great question. Um, in 19, sorry, 2017 and 2018, we had two massive organic um, PR spikes on Facebook when one post was shared 35,000 times, another 65,000 times, and the subsequent sales went potty. Um, that, has, that really lined us up for COVID because right at the beginning, our sales were huge because retailers were buying in. They didn't know what demand was going to be like. And our Amazon and our D2C platforms were incredibly strong. What we did is we treated COVID like a PR spike and it was the right thing to do. You have sudden interest, sales go through the roof, and then when it ends, it drops off a cliff. So we knew that that was going to happen and we were prepared for it. Um, what are the learn other learnings we had? Well, you're never going to be prepared for a spike like this. And we were very lucky. We had a lot of componentry. We had manufacturers who kept going the whole time. Um, for this second lockdown, we have said to everybody, you can only do your best. Please don't think you've got to work around the clock to make things work. It's they pushed themselves so much in the first lockdown. We're still recovering and trying to get back on track. We're, we're still selling more than we can actually produce right now. And so I, my learnings would be every time you have a success, pat yourself on the back, acknowledge it. When we're normally in the office, we have a bell and we ring it and say to everybody knows that somebody's achieved something. But I would share with you, your team, everyone, I've had a good day today because this has happened. And you have to take those small victories and you have to celebrate them. Otherwise, you can find your head is buried in the doing and not acknowledging what you have achieved. Thank you, Umar, for that question. So um, this is from Corey on Instagram. Morning, Joanna. Charles Farm has a very strong community online. What are the measure strategies that have led to this? Um, oh, super question. But I have to say... Um, we were very lucky with social media and our online community. It was, we got into it by accident. I hadn't the first clue. I didn't even have Facebook myself, but we knew it was something to do back in 2014. And as that grew, we sort of rode that wave of social media. 
Um, again, you know, mums particularly uh, spend a lot of time on social media seeking advice from friends. And it was just right the right platform for us. We now have a three strong team working on our social media community who are all very experienced. But what they haven't done is change the way we talk to our community, which is very, um, we talk as friends, we talk as mates to each other, we talk in a way which is empathetic, we're never preachy, we are never judgmental, we're wanting to share with people exactly the experiences we're going through too. We, we need to empathise with people, particularly now. So it's being authentic is the core to our strategy there. Don't ever move away. Don't pretend to be something you're not. We were told by an agency once, oh gosh, you're far too, you know, you're far too honest. You're far too, you know, friendly with these people. You need to be more detached. And we said, no, we're going to carry on the way we're doing. Be authentic to you and be authentic to your brand. So um, thank you, Corey. Fraser from Twitter. Hi, Joanna. As a business owner, what is one thing you are most proud of doing, achieving in the past few months? Oh, Fraser. Um, I, I, I really find these kind of questions difficult because um, it's sort of, it's personal, I suppose. Um, and I'm a bit pathetic about that. But what am I most proud of? There's too many things to mention, really. I think our donations to the NHS, our work with the local hospices in the Basingstoke area. Uh, we have a children's hospice, a hospice very close to us um, who we, we are always working with. Uh, we work with our local hospitals to ensure that they had moisturiser and then shampoo conditioner for those people that were working um, long shifts, all of that, those charitable donations make me incredibly proud. And then we made a number of donations through Fair Share because we know that there's over 3 million in poverty in this country, but where there is food poverty, there is also hygiene poverty. And why would you buy a bar of soap when you need a loaf of bread? So we worked very closely with them, making sure we could get out hygiene products two families that didn't have them. We're only a small business. There's a limit to what we can do, but um, we spent all of our charitable donation money really by June. And we decided to increase it for the rest of this year because we felt that there was more that we could do. And I'm a great believer that a lot of what you do should be done silently. And you should do what your heart tells you to do and what your head tells you to do. And I've been brought up that you give away 10% of everything that you earn to people that deserve it. And that's the premise we have with this business here. And I am really proud of that. So I think that for me has been um, the key success of this whole COVID period, the fact that we've been able to help so many people. Um, so that, that I suppose, is my answer, Fraser, but thank you. I'm a bit awkward about answering that, but thank you for asking it. Um, Jake from Facebook Messenger, um, loved what you're doing for employees to help them during these times. Thank you. As a business owner, I feel responsible for my employees and have done my best to keep them on the payroll without letting them go or putting them on furlough. How should we communicate with employees during these times to show empathy? Um, well, Jake, I think 
just giving them a call. Um, if you can, just take some time to just give them a ring or drop them an email or drop them a card to say, you know, how are you? How are things going? I'm here anytime, day or night, if you want to have a chat. I mean, obviously work with their line managers so you don't interrupt that relationship. But just to know as a business owner that you're being thought of, I think makes, makes a massive, massive difference. And nobody writes cards anymore. I mean, I'm of a generation where we always wrote thank you letters and we always, always wrote cards. And I love stationery. So it's a perfect excuse for me. And I found a brilliant new card that says, which is all about um, commas. And it says, you know, I like eating um, my children and my pets. And then at the end, it says, use a comma, don't be perceived to be a psycho. So I go out and find these dark cards and I send them to my team so they know I'm thinking of them and just reiterating quite how bonkers I really am, I think. So <laughs> I hope that helps. Uh, Sam from Instagram, I own a custom leather workshop and have been investing in my social media to get clients. How do I know that I'm ready to expand and increase production? Is it wise to think of expansion before I find confirmed orders slash clients? Do not even think about expanding, Sam, until you have got the business. The curse of every small business is cash flow. And if you invest your cash in stock, that means your cash is locked up. Wait for the orders. This is why people like these big uh, furniture companies have a long order waiting list, you know, eight to 12 weeks. It's so they don't have cash in stock on their books. Their warehouses should be empty. And this is the premise. My grandparents were antique dealers and um, they just said it's all about turnover. And they would sell things just to be sure that they were constantly turning over in their business. And the same applies to you, Sam. You need to say, right, what's the bare minimum that I can have? Because whatever you invest in, you know that Joe Public's going to come along and ask for something which is totally different. So build to order. Don't invest in production until you have a healthy ongoing list of clients and get yourself out to interior design companies. Um, think about how you can get in touch with people who you know will constantly be repeat buying. Um, get in touch with them and start telling them about what you do. For them, a sort of 12-week wait for a, a product is nothing. So um, think around what you need to do and make sure you get those repeat consumers in. So, And I think this is my last question, which is Stephanie from Twitter. Hi, Stephanie. Um, thanks so much for an inspirational talk today. Thank you. I'm a recent graduate and in my first year of professional life. What a time to come into professional life, Stephanie. How did you manage to overcome some of the biases that exist in the corporate world against women? Oh, Stephanie, do you know, tough as old boots actually is, is the way forward. Don't take it personally. You have to stand back and silence is a great virtue. So if in doubt, um, uh, just be quiet and show through your actions and your abilities that you can rise above things. But don't get antsy. Um, just keep it to yourself and use the power of your ability and your strength of character to rise above it. Um, so thank you very much, all of you, for your wonderful questions today. Um, we've got some poll results in. And the question we asked you is, is your business prepared to survive the second UK lockdown? And 
unbelievably, 100% of you said yes. And do you know, this is brilliant, brilliant, brilliant news. It means to me that you all are running robust and really solid businesses. And gosh, what a pleasure. What a pleasure to hear that from all of you. And I honestly wish you the best of luck. These are trying times. They're challenging times. And none of us have ever seen anything like this. But we do bounce back. These unemployment levels we had in 2011. And, you know, we've bounced back to all of it. So just have the faith. I know some of you won't have been through these cycles. In my wise old age, I've been through, I think, five. It does come out the other end. So keep the faith. So if you have any questions, then please get in touch with the QuickBooks support team, or you can find Child's Farm on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Coming up on Ask the Expert tomorrow is the CEO of Appy Ventures, Patrice Archer, who creates award-winning technology-led businesses. Working with SMEs, startups, and innovative corporates, his focus is on creating return on investment through tech, either optimizing customer acquisition or minimizing operation costs. I think I might be tuning into that too. So a reminder to you all, if you have any need of advice, do join the official Intuit QuickBooks SMB community group on Facebook. Accounts and Accountants and business experts are around 24-7 and I would strongly suggest you take advantage. These guys are experts. They can make a profound difference. No question is a stupid question. So just get on to them and give them a go. So thank you all so much for tuning in today. It's been an absolute delight as always. And I wish you all a very happy and successful day. Bye. <laughs>